Welcome to the Field Goals Podcast. I'm Brandon Schultz. As Seahawks OTAs continued on Thursday, we heard from three more Seattle Seahawks veterans who had initially planned to arrive later for the Seahawks mandatory minicamp. Russell Wilson, Bobby Wagner, and DJ Reed all spoke to members of the media on Thursday about the team's changed roster and their goals for the upcoming season. And yes, Russ finally had the opportunity to address some of the offseason trade rumors that we've been hearing so much about over these last couple months. I'm also going to be talking about that with Stacy Rost on the Field Goals Friday episode, so be sure and look for that if you haven't heard that already. And yes, we will get around to the Russell Wilson talk, but I want to kick things off with DJ Reed first. Reed became a starting corner last season on a team that rarely started corners his size on the outside. Of course, the Seahawks recently used one of their draft picks on another 5'9 corner, Trey Brown out of Oklahoma. Reed says he is happy to have carved out a space for a player of his size on the team, and he's excited to get to work with Brown. Yeah, you know, I was excited when I seen, you know, uh, that we drafted Trey Brown, a guy that's 5'9", that, you know, played well. Um, he played in the Big 12, which is a hard conference to play in that corner. And I thought he held his own. I thought he played at a high level. And um, I seen the reps that he had one-on-ones during the Sierra Bowl. So he could cover. So I feel like, you know, if you could cover, you could play. So, you know, I was definitely excited. So me and Trey, we've been talking. Um, we're trying to get him on board and get him comfortable out there. Reed says he is planning on playing outside corner, sticking on the right side, also returning punts this year. Akella Witherspoon, Reed's former teammate with the 49ers, he may well be lining up on the other side of the formation. And Reed says he's happy to have AK in the building. When AK got the call, you know, he called me and let me know that he was going to sign here. So I was happy for him. But um, Akello, he's a great football player. Like, he's all of 6'3". He's lanky. Um, he has a 40-inch vertical. He ran a 4-4. So he's athletic as they come, and he has great technique. So it really is just about confidence. And, um, you know, Pete, Dre, we all going to get him right. Weatherspoon and Brown will both have something this offseason that Reed did not get to have in his first season in Seattle. In-person, off-season practice. Oh, man, it's beautiful. Like, this is probably one of the few off-seasons I've had. Um, I've had surgeries basically most of the off-season. So to get a full off-season, to go travel, to get my mind off football, from you know, for my mental, and to, you know, just, you know, recoup, just relax, and then, you know, get back to basics and really tie down into my technique. Um, fitness, getting the, in the best shape. Um, it's beautiful, and um, I'm glad to be out here with the fellas. It's, it feels good just running, running around out here. Even though he is practicing in person, it was worth noting that Reed was asked about his vaccine status and is one of the few Seahawks who has not yet gotten the vaccine. He says he's still waiting on more information, despite the efforts Coach Carroll and some medical experts he brought in to help provide players with some extra information. Oh, man, you're going to get me in trouble, but I'm going to say it. Um, you know, obviously, we want to get everybody vaccinated, but there's a couple guys that, you know, are still not sure um, just because they feel like, you know, it's kind of something that's new. So they want to make sure that it's OK to get it. But um, we're definitely as an organization, we're definitely pushing for it. But um, me personally, I'm still kind of waiting for those answers, the same as a couple others. But um, I'm not opposed to getting it, but I just want to learn more about it and get more research done. But um. We'll see. I'm 50-50, I'm honestly, right now. He clearly had some reservations about how he wanted to address that particular question, and he didn't get into it any further, but we don't know what additional health concerns that might be playing into his particular situation. There are other concerns, I know, from watching Marshawn Lynch and the Dr. Fauci interview, so there is a lot to consider 
for a lot of different people. And health and safety was one of the things playing into the veterans' decision on whether or not they should return to organized team activities a little bit early, ahead of the mandatory minicamps. Bobby Wagner addressed the situation that he and other veterans took into consideration before arriving. We kind of all saw last year that when we were, you know, kind of away and doing things through Zoom, um, it worked. And so uh, we kind of tried to, to, to change the definition of voluntary because over the past um, few years, voluntary hasn't necessarily meant voluntary. So I think that was, uh, you know, a little bit of idea. But obviously we wanted to come and get some work before uh, we just dove right into the season. And, um, you know, it was a process. So uh, it, we were never not coming, but um, we just wanted to control when we did come. Of course, the longest tenured Seahawk going into this year, Wagner's linebacking partner, K.J. Wright, has not been a part of the process. Wagner said the door to re-sign K.J. was still open and also spoke about the valuable attributes that he brought to the Seahawks and also spoke about the valuable attributes and also spoke about the valuable attributes he has brought to the Seahawks. Of course, it's awkward. You know, I'm entering, entering uh, year 10, and, uh, you know, I'm used to seeing a particular face. And so it's, it's, uh, definitely, um, it's definitely different. I'm hoping that uh, everything still works out and, and we're able to get him back. Um, I think he's a tremendous player, a tremendous person, um, someone that anyone would love to have on their team. And so uh, we'll see what happens. Um, you know, I have conversations with him. I think he's kind of waiting for the right opportunity. And um, I know he'll get it because he, he deserves it. And um, to have a guy that's coming off like two, probably one of his best seasons that he's had, um, it would be a shame if he um, didn't end up on a team that he wanted to be on. Besides his, his smarts, um, the way he prepared, and, um, you know, definitely the way that he, he brought people together. I think that was the biggest thing is the way that he was – you know, he was the glue and, you know, he was the person that that anybody can count on. He always took time to talk to everybody. So he had a relationship with everybody. And, um, you know, he was just a guy that you can look to and, and count on and trust. And perhaps one of the reasons why the Seahawks have been slow to re-sign K.J. Wright is that last year's first round draft pick, Jordan Brooks, was filling in at Wright's old position. Wagner spoke at length about Brooks's abilities and how they're developing a connection through communication on the field. I think he has a lot of potential. I think he entered, again, a, a crazy time, um, you know, for us to enter a pandemic and him not be able to to like kind of really just be able to learn and do all the things that, you know, you normally do in the offseason. Um, you know, I think his progression has been been good, in my opinion. You know, you slowly try to get better every year um, and you kind of look to see, you know, is he making the same mistakes? Same mistakes? Is he, you know, putting in the work um, in the in the um is he studying the playbook? Is he putting in the work in, lot, in the weight room, in the locker room, things of that nature? And I think he's doing all those things. And so I think it's just, you know, for him to kind of just go out there and put it together. You want to be on the same page. I think that's the, the biggest thing. Um, you know, like I said, I've been used to playing with somebody for 10 years. And, and that um, type of communication, that type of transparency doesn't, it's not going to happen overnight. And so you just slowly build it, um, you know, every day. And, and that's kind of where I leave it at that. You know what I mean? It's not like something you have to really take. Uh, extra care. But at the end of the day, I'm, I'm, you know, seeing it as being an older guy with a younger guy. So a lot of it is just trying to pass down my, my knowledge and pass down, you know, what I've learned in my career thus far that can help maybe speed some the process up and, you know, the mistakes I made when I was younger, try to help him avoid those mistakes. And while we're waiting around this offseason for the Seahawks to maybe sign one or two more players who have played alongside Bobby Wagner in the past, 
One former player they did add, not to the active roster, though. They added him as a coach. You know, it was funny at first because we were on the Zoom calls and he already switched his name to Coach Shed. And, you know, it went really fast to just put the coach in front of his name. But um, it's fun, man. You know, you like to see guys that you play with kind of come back into the building and be able to kind of be around us. Um, you know, I'm excited to have him here. I think he has a lot to offer. And, uh, you know, I think this is the beginning of hopefully something special. And yes, I mentioned before, we're going to get to Russell Wilson. But first, let's hear what Bobby had to say on the subject. I mean, obviously you pay attention to it because every time you turn on TV, it was, it was right there in your face. But I think um, it's a part of the offseason. I think when you don't um, when you don't go all the way and you don't win, um, there's they start to build different stories. And so, I mean, I'm, I'm sitting right here and I, I, I talk to Russell every day. So I knew what was true, what wasn't true. And so I wasn't too concerned about it. I wasn't thinking about it. I knew it was going to work out however it was supposed to work out. All right. After the break, we will hear from Russell Wilson himself about the offseason trade saga. That's coming up next. For the first time this offseason, Russell Wilson met with the media and was able to address some of the drama we've been dealing with throughout the offseason. We didn't have to wait long. It was the first question asked of Russell Wilson, and here's what he had to say. Well, I think, first of all, you know, obviously I love Seattle. I love playing here. Um, you know, I've had, I've had a, a great career here so far. Um, I've always wanted to play here for my whole career. Obviously, uh, I think there were some, you know, uh, unfortunate frustrations after the season. Obviously, you want to win it all and do it all. and do everything you can, you know, and I think everybody on our team does. We, we all want to win it. And, um, you know, I, I think unfortunately it got a little, uh, you know, a uh, little bit blown, blown out of proportion a little bit. Um, I think that my ultimate goal is to win. You know, I get paid to win. I get paid to find a way. I get paid to, for us to be able to make a play, you know, continue to find ways to win. Um, and we've done a lot of that over the years. And, uh, you know, the mission is to continue to do the same, but do a little bit more. One of the messages that Wilson wanted to be sure and get across in this press conference was to clarify that he did not request a trade from the Seahawks. You know, in terms of the trade talks, I think anytime you play professional sports, there's always a possibility of something happening, right? And I think that's just the reality. I think that there's a lot of teams out there that people were saying that I was going to or would go to. I requested a trade. I did not request a trade. Um, I've always wanted to play here. Um, you know, and, and the reality is, like, you know, uh, I think calls were getting thrown around and this and that. And I think that's just a reality. Um, <laughs> but I think at the end of the day, the, the real reality is that I'm here and I'm here to win. And I'm here to win it all. There were rumors of a trade request, of course, which Wilson also took the time to address. Well, I think there was a lot of confusion because uh, the reality is, is that I forget. I think I was in the Bahamas or somewhere and everybody was saying that I requested a trade and that wasn't true. So we made it clear that I did not request a trade. And then there was teams being flown around that I was going to go to those teams, this and that. And so, you know, I think that, you know, when you look back at it, you know, it's, it's part of, uh, I don't know, it's, again, it's part of it. Um, unfortunately, um, it, you know, and I think that, you know, more than anything else, you know, that I got my wish, you know, in the sense that I've always wanted to play here. That's, that's where I am. That's where I am right now. And, uh, that's, that's what I've always hoped for ever since 2012, when I put all the names in a hat and pulled out the Seahawks out of a hat. One story that Wilson did corroborate as valid was his agent's release of the four teams who he would waive his no trade clause for. I think that the reality was, is that I didn't really want to go anywhere else. I wanted to play in Seattle, but if I had to go somewhere and these are the teams I would go to consider at the end of the day, I have no trade clause. Right. So I think, you know, um, I think for me though, you know, I, I had a, a great conversation with coach Carroll, you know, um, had a good, really great conversation with John too. 
Um, you know, and Coach Carroll and I spent a lot of time together, uh, one on one. And uh, you know, we're on the same page. You know, we're we're here to do what we're what we're meant to do, and that's to win it all. And uh, I'm excited. Another subject of much speculation during the offseason was the Seahawks' decision to leave Russell Wilson out of the letter to season ticket holders earlier this offseason. Russ joked that maybe there was an issue with the letter writing, but he did say that he had a meeting with Seahawks team president Chuck Arnold after it happened. You know, I, I think there's a I think there was a typo, or I don't know, maybe there's maybe there <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. There maybe there's a typo. Listen, I think that um I think that, you know, um, you know, Chuck and I had a great conversation. Uh, Pete and I had a great conversation. John, um, you know, it's, uh, you know, after that, and obviously that was a, a big thing <laughs> during that time. That that made it a little bit uh, interesting, I think, along the way. And I think that the reality is, is that you can't you can't get emotional or have feelings about little things, this and that. What's what's left out? What's not left? You know, I think more than anything else, uh, you know, I know I know what my intent is and what what my goal is you know, for this football team, you know, and when I get under center every day and that's to win. And finally, one more thing which Wilson was asked about repeatedly was his appearance on the Dan Patrick show, where he first aired some of his frustrations with being hit too much. And based on those comments, a lot of people have speculated on if he wanted the Seahawks to invest more in the offensive line. Wilson, who reminded us that the interview was initially meant to cover his Walter Payton Man of the Year award, clarified his comments. You know, listen, I, Dwayne Brown's one of my closest friends, man. That guy's everything to me. You know, I, I think about D Lou and what, what a player he, you know, he, he was last year. He's going into his second year. You know, I think about a guy like Posick, who's been tremendous up front and how smart he's been. Uh, I'm excited about Gabe Jackson. He's been amazing in the zoom calls. He's been amazing in his approach, uh, how tough he is. I've watched a lot of film of him, um, you know, and just how good he's been. Um, you know, and then obviously Shell over there at right tackle. You know, and 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 you know, we've got a lot of got a lot of other guys that can play too as well. So, I, I think that you know, I think about you know a guy like Kyle who who stepped in to play center for us in a big game last year against the Rams, and you know played injured and played dinged up and all that. Um, you know, I, I love my teammates. So if it is that simple, Russ, why didn't you tell all of this to us earlier so we didn't have to sweat it out for weeks and months of the drama of the off season? Yeah, I think that's a great question. I think, first of all, um, sometimes things are family matters. Not everybody else is a, a part of it at the time, you know, because the reality is, is that, you know, there was calls going around that I could have could have possibly been traded. And so, uh, you know, I think the reality is, is that we, we, you know, we had to have a lot of conversations. We had some great ones along the way and it made our relationship stronger, really. With all of that now in the past, Wilson insists that his main focus and goal continues to be winning it all. That's the only thing I'm focused on is is winning and, and doing whatever it takes to win. That's why I wake up every day and lace my cleats on and train every day. Um, and that's what my teammates are doing, too. And so uh, that's what I'm looking forward to. One thing that may help the Seahawks get back to the Super Bowl is acquiring more players through free agency or trades. And that could require Wilson to restructure his contract. Wilson said he's open to doing so, and he's had conversations with the team about it. Oh, yeah. I, we talked about it. Pete and I talked about it for sure. Um you know, obviously, and you know, con considering, I, you know, we, me and him talk, had a long conversation about it. I brought it up and we, he, talk, he talked about it, too. And we both, you know, in the sense of just doing whatever it takes to win. You know, I think that, you know, anytime that, you know, I can help. I, obviously, I did it with Dwayne before. Um, and obviously, he's been a, such a spectacular player for us at left tackle. I mean, think about how many play, games and plays he's made for us. Um, you know, so 
um, you know, if the situation calls for it. You know, like I said, winning's everything. One of the big questions this offseason is how much impact the new offensive coordinator Shane Waldron will have on the offense. And hopefully Waldron will be able to bring more success to the Seahawks offense with his new system. And that's something that Wilson spoke about at length. He's got a, a great understanding of the game, you know, and uh, for us to be together is going to be super exciting. I, I had a great conversation with him, several conversations along the way with him um, during the process. And just I, I really believe in him. Um, you know, I believe in this football team. I believe in the guys that are in the huddle with me. And and he he uh, he makes it really smooth. It's a great transition. Obviously, we've been here for you know, four days now, whatever it is. Um, but uh, and it is seamless out here. I think you got you guys were obviously out here today, and just how efficient, how sharp, how clear, how uh, you know how how the ball's coming out, how we're making all our throws, catches, run, running the ball well, doing all the things we want to do. And that takes a lot of time. I mean, the hours upon hours on Zoom calls and us talking extra, me and the guys and the players spending, you know, a few hours a day extra, you know, guys coming down to San Diego, California, you know, to get the work in together and us doing all that. Um, all of that has shown up in, in, in the three, four days we've been out here. And uh, it's been spectacular to see. So I'm excited. I'm excited. I know Shane's excited too. Um, I think that we also have um, some nuances um, across the board that, you know, um, really challenge the defense. Um, like I said, using the whole field and really expanding the offense and just using everybody as much as possible, all different formations and different looks and um, different tempos and all that. I think that uh, obviously the tempo part of it is is, is, is something that's real. Um, I think also too is just, um, you know, I think Shane Shane brings a, a, a really, really cool thought process to it all. Um, you know, and I think the best part is we get to go out and practice it and work at it and and get better as, po as much as possible. And uh, guys are prepared. They're smarter than ever. I think we're re really ready to roll. And um, I feel really confident about it. So I'm excited. And finally, we'll leave you with some sort of reassuring words from Wilson on where he plans to be in the future. I love the city. I love this place. Um, you know, uh, I love everything about it. <laughs> from the moment I touched down to Seattle Children's to, you know, our, our Why Not You Academy to everything else that we have going on. This place has meant a lot. And ultimately, I love the fans. I love my teammates. I love, I love, I love this coaching staff. I love this building, you know. So every time I, um, every time I come up here, I get excited, you know, just to get ready to go again. And uh, you know, every morning I wake up, I wake up to win and wake up to win another Super Bowl for the Seattle Seahawks. And uh, that's my mission. And so I think one of the things that, you know, one of my, one of my gifts in, in my space is to be able to compartmentalize, you know. And the reality is, is that I think that, you know, I've always been a compartmentalized from the highest of the highs of life to the lowest of the lows sometimes. Um, and the reality is, is that, you know, my, my mind is so focused on us doing it, you know, doing it again, you know, for the city and, and, uh, us winning it all. And so, you know, it, it takes a lot, it takes a journey. It takes a lot of hard work. It takes a lot of studying. It takes a lot of, a lot of great moments, some tough ones too along the way, but I know that we can do it, do it again. And so for me personally, you know, I hope I, hope, I hope I play my whole career here. You know, that's that's my mission. That's my goal. Um, and at the end of the day, you know, winning win, winning is everything to me. Winning is the thing that I think about every morning and every night. And so, uh, you know, I hope hopefully we can win a lot more. And hopefully we can win. Hopefully we can win several uh, moving forward. And that does it for today's show. A big thanks to Wilson Khan for producing this episode. You can follow him on Twitter at Wilson underscore Khan C O N N. 
For more news, be sure and check out fieldgoals.com. You can also follow me on Twitter at SeahawkersPod. New show coming out after this one. So if you are looking for more Seahawks talk, I talked to Stacy Rost of 710 ESPN. We talked about the Russell Wilson press conference. We talked about Jamal Adams and his contract situation. And we talked about just some of the questions that continue to linger around the team going into 2021. So be sure and check that out. SBNation.com slash NFL podcasts to subscribe to this show or any other shows on the SB Nation network. And if you want to tell a friend about this show, have them go over to fieldgoals.com. Click on the podcast button. Subscribe to the show with your favorite podcast app so you can get these shows in your feed as soon as they come out. I'll have that episode with Stacy Rost coming up soon. And until then, go Hawks.